The reality is is now on Patreon, and here are some of our fabulous supporters. Tracy Newman. My presence is a gift, so remember the thank you note. Lily. Some people say I'm too much, but she's just starting. Marl Farsi. Reading is fundamental, and in Farsi, the reads are monumental. Tracy Masters. When you're the master of your own destiny, no one can take you down. Amanda Agosti. Some Amandas are tech spots, but this Amanda is as real as it gets. Ade Ade Dokun. It may look like I'm stirring the pot, but actually I'm just smoking it. Paula Bretrude. If you think I'm a bitch, you're probably right, and you probably deserved it. Lola Del Rio. Whatever Lola wants, Lola gets, and I get it all. Naveen Jonathan. I'll give you the shirt off my back, and also by unsolicited opinion. Jada. People are intimidated by my great success and my great ass. Deepa Kanapoli. Some people say I have secrets, but at least they're not federal indictments. Hadil Ibrahim. Some things are too hot to handle, like me and the tea I spill. Srinidhi Subramaniam. I have four degrees, eight syllables, and zero Fs to give. Shannon Anthony. There's no fun in moderation, but there's plenty of shade. Brianna Tooney. Some people strive for perfection, but I'm already there. Rita Ryan. Don't be fooled by my Midwest charm, because I'm nobody's fool. And finally, Beth The secret to my success is staying out of your BS. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? (sighs) Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. I think I I said on the bonus, I was complaining that the booster wasn't working for me. Like I didn't feel any reaction. Literally an hour later, it hit me. And I have been crawling and moaning and groaning since then. I have I have a reaction where I don't know if it's happening to other people, but I have my lymph nodes are yeah. inflamed. Yeah. So I have like a little golf ball under my armpit. <laughs> you are Nicki Minaj's cousin. Yeah. <laughs> no, but like jokes aside, that's a real thing. Like, yeah. uh, not Nicki Minaj, pu- you know, putting off, like, getting the vaccine because of her cousin's, like, boyfriend's elephantitis or whatever that was. Yeah. But. No, this is real. And- yeah, but I did I did read that that was a reaction that some women were having where their right. um, nodes were. Yeah. It's Your hair like- looks amazing, though. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, <laughs> in sickness hair. <laughs> if you lay in, on the bed for weeks and on end it turns pro tip <laughs> you get straight hair <laughs> i was sick before this with the cold and now i'm i am laying in bed with the with the stupid vaccine it's a nightmare i'm having trouble breathing if, oh. if you can hear me i'm like breathing through my mouth and yesterday all of evening and night i was miserable high fever and i was fine this morning i got better and then this afternoon i was better and then now it's coming back again i can feel it it's i'm warm and i feel dizzy i feel woozy 
Do you get the flu? It feels like the flu. It feels like a proper flu. Yeah. But it would be amazing if it coincided with me getting a COVID vaccine. And it's yeah, actually that's not what even I was COVID. It's not even a reaction. It's actually the flu. It would be amazing if that's the case. The way you described it, I thought like maybe you did have the flu because mm-hmm. I had reactions after the booster, but I it, it went away after like two days. But I never had it where it went away and then it came back. I was sitting in my booster fever and watching <laughs> watching Portia's show. And then all of a sudden I saw Dennis's mother suddenly got her own confessional if you're watching that show. Yeah. And I was like, is this my delirium? Or is this really happening? I don't okay. quite understand it. So we're talking about Real Housewives of Salt Lake City today, but we're also going to talk about Portia's Family Matters because we mentioned this, I think, like a couple of weeks ago. I really did want to watch this dumb show and I had to look for it because I searched Hulu and nothing came up. No. And so I couldn't find it. And then I realized it's like you mentioned the last the last time you have to record Atlanta yeah. for it to show up in your DVR or whatever. Right. Right. So I did finally watch it. So yeah. let's let's touch on the show because yeah, it feels very it feels very when you have a child and the child has like has jam fingers and sticky fingers and you don't want them touching you. That's what it feels like. Like we don't want to we don't want to give it a big hug. We want to just touch it briefly. <laughs> you just kind of want to keep an eye on it to make sure it doesn't touch the rest of the furniture around the house. Yeah. But you don't want to give it a hug. Right. By the way, if the audience listening, I am truly feverish and delirious. So I may not make sense in this episode. <laughs> it took a minute, but enjoy. it did make some sense. And you know, if, if anything, I'm just here to help you make sense of it. So it's fine. Yeah. Um, the show is interesting because I... <laughs> I can't tell if like the producers hate her or if her family hates her. Oh, Lauren definitely hates her. Lauren cannot stand her sister. Lauren is like, I gave you my best years and I got nothing out of it. And so I'm going to go do meditation. (laughs) Yeah, basically. So all of this shit that basically everybody on the internet was like, what the hell is Portia doing? Also, her family and her friends thought the same thing. Mm -hmm. Nobody is on board with this Portia-Simon relationship, Mm -hmm. including her family. One of the most interesting things that I heard on the show was Lauren saying, Portia surrounds herself with yes-men, and all of her friends are people that work for her. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah, that is so true. And I was watching all of the Portia and Dennis scenes, is it me or do they get along really well? They they seem to have a good chemistry. They seem to have a banter going. I'm not saying that they have sexual chemistry, but they seem to be getting along fine. They seem to be friendly. They seem to yeah. get each other's jokes and humor yeah. and all of that. Yeah, they really do. And it's funny because Lauren also points out that Portia wants this blended family, but she mm-hmm. wants a blended family on the terms that everybody fits a specific role and life that she wants for them. So mm-hmm. for Dennis, she doesn't want Dennis to date other women. <laughs> What's or, okay? You mean do work? <laughs> yeah. Because, because like, it gives a whole new meaning to bringing your work on your vacation. <laughs> <laughs> he calls it, what did he say? He says something like, 
I'll bring work to the party. <laughs> yeah, I'll bring work to the party. And then he said about Portia, he said the cake is cake. <laughs> about her looking good. Yeah. <laughs> and where was this Dennis? I mean, he's he's a piece of shit too. But yeah. where was this Dennis during Atlanta? I would have liked to see this <laughs> fucking of a dinner. dog potentially. Yeah. <laughs> True. Uh, oh my God. <laughs> he was hot dogging. <laughs> he was hot dogging, and we're not talking about the, the food that he sells at his restaurant. Um, the side characters are very funny. We meet all of these aunts that Portia has. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the setup is this: Portia is basically in this show introducing various people in her family to mm-hmm. Simon, mm-hmm. and Simon is just like rolling in. I, I, the first episode, I was like, "What a fucking creep!" By the second episode, I was like, "Is Simon a better person than Portia?" I don't know. <laughs> and the first episode, I was like, "I am Team Dennis." The second episode, I was like, "Work!" <laughs> I'm like, "You're a piece of shit too." <laughs> And then they're all terrible people. They're all terrible people. They are all terrible people, yes. Also, all of this is set over Portia's series of birthdays for Portia. Mm -hmm. So it's like the most like I get that she was like, Oh, it's a show about my family, so it's Mm -hmm. gonna be about me. But it was literally taped during her birthday week. So like it's just about Portia. Party of just Portia and her family having a party. Yes, exactly. It's the same people, too. In most of the birthday parties, the attendees were almost the same people. Yeah, they're the same people. It's like the same aunts, grandma, cousins. Cousins. I didn't understand why she needed so many birthday parties. Yeah, I don't know. They're the same cast of characters, like the same aunt, a couple of cousins, all this stuff, right? These people who have agreed to come on the show. But the aunts are amazing. So the first episode, it's like Simon throwing this like fabulous birthday for her. And they're like looking at houses and all this stuff. We also find that Simon is a massive attention whore he posts stuff on social media even though she tells him specifically not to so she he's just like an asshole the second episode is like the cookout and he's meeting the rest of his family and one of his aunts straight up it's like one of his aunts straight up is like you're nigeria you're not gonna go leaving portia for some other side piece are you we know how you guys do it and he was like no 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 and that's like okay simon simon's formula is that he's a one woman one husband like one wife kind of a husband like he is when he is with the woman he's with the woman but that doesn't mean that he won't divorce you like next day and go after the next woman yeah how about you tell that (laughs) hoe from buckhead that was like posting pictures and like his remember his luxury car or whatever yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. so no i don't know about that Porsche. i wouldn't fall for it meanwhile dennis has a lot of work texting him (laughs) yeah (laughs) even when he's making a point and make trying to woo Porsche back he walks out and he gets text messages of naked pictures yeah (laughs) simon meets all their family Mm-hmm. And I think it was a grandma. The grandma that's like a really nice yeah. toast. And in the toast that she's giving to Portia, and this is a great grandma. Yeah. In the toast that she's giving to Portia and Simon, she makes sure to drag Dennis. <laughs> 
She's like, I love you guys. I'm so happy you guys are together. Obviously, whatever happened between you and Dennis, it wasn't the path that you wanted to be on. Because Dennis, I guess you had your eyes somewhere else. But he's, you know, he's a playboy. And I get it. I had a son who was a playboy. <laughs> and she says, I've never seen Portia this happy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like amazing. It's like these subtle drags that are incredible. Yeah. But my favorite part of two these two episodes was Lauren is planning a retreat for her family. Mm. Mm-hmm. so that this blended family can get all their shit out. Mm-hmm. And Lauren has some sort of a spiritual advisor. And it, what's her name? Like Lena or something? She's a white something. lady. Yeah. But she's Lauren, a shaman. Lena something. Yeah. yeah. She's like giving Lauren a certificate so she can start her own business too. Yeah. She can she's, she's her like, own shamaning too. <laughs> exactly. Now we've seen our fair share of shamans on Bravo lately. Yeah. But this lady is hilarious because she's this white woman who is working with this black family. Yeah. And she starts to summon spirits. <laughs> One of Portia's, I don't know, I think it was like one of her aunts or her mom's yeah. best friend or something. She's like, she's calling on ancestors. <laughs> and I was also wondering this evening, I'm like, you're, okay, we just need to be clear here, white lady. You're sitting in a room with black people. Yeah. Whose ancestors are in the room right now? <laughs> I'm going to need a clarification. Is it your ancestors? <laughs> is it yours? Is it mine? Are they in the room together? Are they interacting? What is happening? <laughs> And then the aunt is like, I'm going to do a little prayer just to make sure that we're all safe. And she starts to like sing this like spiritual song. And she goes, I just had to do that to make sure that we're all protected. (laughs) Because I don't know what spirit was brought into the room. (laughs) All the aunt and the cousins and all of them at the cookout especially, they couldn't stop smiling at the cameras. Did you notice that? They were like, they had this silly grin as Portia was walking in and they are looking straight at the camera and they're so conscious of it that was yes. so sweet to watch they're like they are so unprepared for this yeah of course because they're all like I can't believe we get to be on tv yeah I just loved it because I know Portia is considered on Atlanta like one of the realest housewives or whatever and she's very open and whatever no. she's still a housewife and so yeah. they're all very like produced and yeah. they're very conscious of what they put out yeah. and all this stuff and it's great because it's very obvious that Portia is surrounded by people who really don't know how to be on camera and they just yeah. say whatever the hell they want to say <laughs> yeah she has this meeting with like Dennis's mom. Yes. And Dennis's mom casually says that <laughs> Portia's mom told her that Portia cheated on Dennis. Yeah. <laughs> well, she's like, and Portia said on Watch What Happens Live last week, she said that she has cheated too. She didn't say on whom. She didn't say it was, whether it was during Cordell, was it during. Um, she said people just do that. It's about how you grow from there and whether you're recommitting yourself to the relationship or not or blah 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 she was making all these excuses for simon interesting she she doesn't apply the same thing to dennis also did you see the clip going around of her on tamron hall's show no it's hilarious i should see it so she says something like tamron says you know you guys are engaged when are you setting the date to be married yeah and portia says well we are we are engaged but we're dating yeah. And Tamron's like, no, you're not. You're engaged. When are you getting married? <laughs> and she's like, no, I'm from the South. And, you know, in the South, you're supposed to date your partner. You're supposed to date your husband. Yeah. And we're still in the honeymoon phase and he's still courting me. And that's how we do it in the South. And Tamron Hall is like, I'm also from the South. I'm Southern. 
Yeah. And now you're saying that you're just going to, what, buy a house together and you're not going right. to set a date? That right. definitely doesn't happen in the South. Right. And Portia is just like, you can see her butthole clench. She's like, <laughs> oh, crap. <laughs> like, she knows in that moment, like, this is oh, a clip Portia that's going to go around. Shit, and so is everybody else on that show, which is why it's fine. It's fine. It's 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 a, if you have nothing else, especially over Christmas when there's nothing else on TV, it's a good yeah. show to watch. It's a good yeah. one. Yeah. Did you also see the breaking news that DJ James Kennedy and Raquel are no more? She she actually moved out. She posted pictures, much like uh, Lala did. Lala should, you know, moving into a hotel and Raquel should moving into a U-Haul. So (laughs) she she moved on. Just and I'm so happy for her. I'm actually happy for her. I think she can do better. When you said moving into a U-Haul, I was like... Just imagine Raquel driving around West Hollywood living inside of a U-Haul truck. She might, actually. You never know with Raquel. She might. She might just pull into her mom and dad's driveway, and that might be her apartment for a while. Do you think that there's a chance that James and Lala will happen? Ooh, I didn't think about that. They're both single now. Yeah. That might happen. There might be some sex happening. Jameson and Lala back at it again. I know. Ugh. Lala won't take a regular ring in a Tiffany box, though. No, she won't. She will actually get that ring appraised and everything before she says yes. <laughs> yeah, she wants a brand new ring, if you know what I Correct. mean. Yeah. <laughs> but Rand. The way her tattoo is, too. It's like, but Rand. <laughs> like a little bee and then, but Rand. <laughs> Honestly, from far away, it looks like bland new. Right? I thought so too. <laughs> looks like a cursive L or something. It yeah, looks yeah, like yeah. bland new. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about our houses of Salt Lake City. What an awesome, awesome, awesome episode. Excellent episode. It was chaos from beginning to end. <laughs> I can't believe. So usually when I write down my notes, I break uh-huh. down by scene. And what was yeah. amazing about this was yeah. it was just the night before and then morning after. Those are yeah. the two major scenes we had. Right. And but within the night before, there were multiple little segments. Yes. But it was like incredible that mm-hmm. so much stuff happened within probably what, eight hours? Mm-hmm. We opened up on the lady singing and talking uh, about Mary, and Mary has left the table in their bizarro, mm-hmm. like, later hosen outfits, mm-hmm. which is like always really funny. They're all having mm-hmm. these, like, very serious conversations in costume. Right. I, if I, that is my favorite thing on Housewives is serious conversations in weird outfits and in weird situations. <laughs> That's what I love about Housewives. That's why, like, the berserkers in the Halloween episode right. were always so funny. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's like everybody's screaming at each other while there's like Christmas decoration dripping from the right. ceiling. Right. Or they are in their Halloween costumes and they're having a very serious meltdown. I'm here for you. <laughs> you have a serious issue. Tom cheated on you. That kind of conversation. <laughs> also, why the Pride episode of Vanderpump Rules was always really funny. Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> So the ladies are talking and Lisa says that Cameron was bamboozled by Mary and Meredith is just not having any of it. She says she's not playing games and essentially Meredith's reasoning for not wanting to talk about Mary. It doesn't come from a place of she thinks that Mary is right or wrong. She's coming from a place of just you guys didn't listen to me about Jen and now I'm going to make you I'm going to make you feel what I felt, which was I'm now going to ignore you Mm, Yeah, the way you all ignored me. Now, what do you think about Meredith doing that? So Meredith is trying to relive last season. Yes. But she's trying to get justice for Meredith. 
Yes. But she's not going to get it. People have moved on. You, Lisa has expertly introduced the Mary storyline now. Yeah. And people have moved on to the, they don't have Jen in front of them. They'll get back to it when Jen shows up. But until then, it has to be about Mary. And Meredith is, she's so happy that Jen is arrested. She thinks that this, this would be an episode where everybody sits around and pays attention to, to Meredith. And they all talk shit about Jen. And that's all they're going to do. But yeah. they've moved on. They've moved on to Mary now. That's never yeah. going to happen, and she's going to feel unsatisfied throughout. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I go back and forth. Like, to some degree, as a petty Virgo, I say, you know what? You guys didn't listen to me, and now fuck you. I'm not listening to you. But the other side of me that says, I don't want to get burned again. But I think you're right. It's like, Meredith, there's not much more to discuss here. The feds are now involved, and we're going to have to come back to the storyline another time. Right. We do need to close up what has happened now with Mary. Yeah. yeah. And and Meredith, she is saying, fuck you, I'm not going to talk about it. But she is talking about it. She is opinionating and she's talking to Mary about it and she's telling everybody how they should she doesn't want to talk about Mary and she keeps that topic going so she's still involved in it well she doesn't want to talk about Mary but I think Meredith wants everybody to be honest about their shit talking right I think that's the difference right Meredith Mm -hmm. kind of is saying everybody talked about me last season and nobody said anything to my face and I would Mm. like everybody to be honest with Mary. But what I thought was funny was she doesn't explicitly call out Lisa for doing that. Mm -hmm. Did you notice? She doesn't do it all the way through this episode. All the times when Meredith could have agreed with Heather and said, yes, Lisa, you did say that and you did start this and you did start this shit before you went down to talk to Mary. She never brings it up. She never agrees with Heather, she doesn't rescue Whitney. And I'm Mm -hmm. wondering, what is it that she doesn't like about Heather and Whitney that's so much, so deeper, so much deeper? Right. Or what is it about Mary that she wants to protect so much that she won't even vouch Mm -hmm. for Heather and Whitney? Yeah, yeah. So Lisa, this is still the night before. They're all talking shit. Lisa gets angry and she says she's going to bed. But she doesn't go to bed. She goes to Mary and she confronts her head on. Or so we think. Really, she just goes in there and throws Whitney and Heather under the bus. She literally says just the Whitney side of the story. And she doesn't say how she was. She has been bringing Cameron over. She has been talking about it. She said upstairs that she believes Cameron and he's a friend of hers and she's going to believe it. And it's religious trauma. And then she goes down and says that it's all Whitney who's talking about that. Yeah. If Lisa's going to try to get away with saying like, oh, I didn't bring this on camera. Cameron brought it on camera. Well, we just saw this episode and in the trailer that you went and you had a sit down lunch with him and he opened up all of his shit about all the stuff that Mary did right so let's not sit here and act like oh I didn't bring it up Whitney only brought it up because Meredith told her something that she heard from Lisa's friend Lisa's friend who Lisa explicitly brought on camera to talk about Mm -hmm. it it's actually quite impressive because Lisa also manages to throw Jen Shaw under the bus she's like yeah everybody's (laughs) talking about it like Whitney was talking about it and Jen was talking about it you know everybody's just scared and we just like want to know what's going on she also inserts her brand name in all of those conversations she says at the fresh wolf party at the fresh wolf party jen said this when we're talking about the fresh wolf party and the fresh wolf party is something that she organized and she controlled but also one that she has no control over because she doesn't have a control over who comes and what they say (laughs) it's amazing it's amazing the next morning mary goes around and gives gifts of hand-me-downs to everybody (laughs) 
So Mary goes around and gives it in the middle of the night, though. She doesn't do it in the oh, next yeah, morning. She, she does, does it in the middle, middle of the, middle of the night. night. Like Santa. Which is weird. <laughs> like, I, this doesn't fit my luggage going back home. So do you want it? Uh, that's what she does. And I guess because they, they probably are limited on how many bags they can take on the plane, maybe. I don't, know. I don't know. But at the same time, she gives it to them and they have just been talking shit about her upstairs and they all happily smile and take it from her. It's so fucked up. They're all so fucked up. It's Why so fucked up. Mary? I don't understand what's so scary about Mary. I don't. And they keep bringing it up. And Heather says, you're all scared of Mary. Like, why though? What is scary about Mary? I can imagine being around somebody who is that delusional being very frightening. I don't think so. I think frightening in the sense that, oh, she's going to lose it right now. And I have to pick up the pieces and the cops will be called. That kind of frightening. But I don't understand. What is she going to do to you? She has no power over any of their lives or businesses or what they do. Well, I think I have to bring it back to this point I brought up a couple of episodes ago when Whitney starts to tell us and Meredith about the text messages, the like berating, aggressive text messages she gets from Mary when Mary gets mad. I think that there is a race factor here, right? They don't want to be the ones to drag this black woman down. It's funny because they are still doing it. Yeah, that's the only thing I can think of is that they are worried about how they would be received in this sensitive environment. But because other than that, if she's sending you nasty texts, block her. (laughs) That's it. Mary doesn't know how to create and send multiple texts. But at the same time, this is the episode where you could see Mary's um, manipulative side come out. You could see her in full swing of how she might be manipulating her congregation. She goes back and forth. She praises them and then berates them in like quick succession oh my god it's amazing she goes back and forth between the people and they don't even know who she's pointing at who she is firing at and how to respond and it was masterclass it was it was amazing (laughs) they sit down and they have this like conversation i just want to point out something that they in the morning when they all sit down and have this like kumbaya meredith encourages everybody to sit and talk about what's been going on Lisa says, do you guys want to come into the living room? They have coasters and coffee tables. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Lisa, that's a living room. Yeah. A a place with sofas and coasters and coffee tables. What? Like, don't don't leave stains because we have to leave the house in a few hours and I don't want to go around wiping it down. (laughs) No, but it just cracked me up. (laughs) Do you want to come to the living room? They have coasters and coffee tables. What living room have you been in that doesn't have a coffee table or coasters? (laughs) What is wrong with you? No. And then, so they all sit down and they talk and it's very reminiscent of the meeting they had last season with that weird therapist lady, Jen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But basically, Lisa and Whitney go at it because what has happened is also overnight, Whitney heard Lisa, Heather, and Mary keying together. And she calls out Heather on it and says, like, what the fuck is going on? You guys were all talking shit. Whitney, I have to say, is the only genuine person in this whole thing. And she's like, I feel totally betrayed. And Heather says, look, I don't know what to do, but Mary came in bearing gifts and I just (laughs) accepted it. And Lisa was giggling and it looked like everything was fine. So Whitney's like, wait, so they all blamed it on me? Are you fucking kidding me? Right. So Whitney and Lisa basically go at it at the sit down. 
And yeah. Lisa gets called out for doing what she did to Whitney. And it's so funny because Lisa's like, I'm a New Yorker. If I wanted to do something, you would know about it. And I'm like, yeah, well, you, yeah, we all, we know. We yeah. know what you're doing. You're yeah, a very says, transparent New Yorker. She says one of my favorite lines, which is, think well of me. Otherwise, I'm going to not think well of you. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> it's as obvious as there's living room with coffee table and coasters. <laughs> And she is so hysterical and screaming and shouting. She doesn't let Whitney finish her thought. Yeah. She doesn't let anything stick to her. The minute something feels like it's coming towards her, she deflects. And she does this all throughout that conversation, and which reminded me very much of Rena. It yes. was like the way Rena would mess it up. That's how Lisa did. But Lisa did it even more transparently and on camera. There's yes. no denying. Mary is going to watch this. She's going yeah. to watch it. She watched it yesterday. She watched it. She watched yeah. Lisa talk shit and then go down and not talk. You know, blame yeah. it on Whitney. Yeah. So. I genuinely feel bad for Whitney because then Heather yeah. spills the beans about what happened the night mm. before with the group. She says, hey, we all got gifts. <laughs> We all yeah. got gifts. Whitney doesn't didn't get a gift. And Whitney's like, I'm not sad because I didn't get a present. But I'm sad that I thought we were friends. And I'm like, no, you're sad that you didn't get a present. Yeah. Whitney, yes. Heather got like a $5,000 bag. <laughs> of course you're sad about the, it. The producers were so shady. They put the money, the, the amount that each of those items cost. Oh, uh, incredible. <laughs> also, how dare, how dare Bravo cast a housewife who cannot say Christian Louboutin? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Send yeah. Jenny back to her house with her sister wife ha- wanting husband. Okay. Right. Right. <laughs> and this is when, this is around the time when finally Meredith says, Mary, do you have anything to say? Just go ahead and say it. And then Mary has her waterworks coming through. She's breathing hard and she is being all Trumpian and throwing Mexicans under the bus. Well, no, before this, <laughs> when Heather opens up about what happened, And she feels bad for Whitney because she's clearly saying like, look, yeah, we all talked. Then Lisa came in, Mary came in and they gave me presents and they seemed like everything was fine. But it wasn't just Whitney that was talking bad. It wasn't Mm -hmm. just Whitney that was talking bad. It wasn't just Jen that had spoken poorly. Mm -hmm. All of us were sitting and talking at the table. Mm -hmm. All of us were doing. And what's perplexing is Heather says the truth. about what was going on and she's like you're being unfair to Whitney right now when everybody was doing the same thing and you're only mad at Whitney about it and when Mary gets called out for that that's when Mary loses it and then she calls Heather a drunk she starts to (laughs) deflect she just makes no sense at all like it's so funny because they're all sort of the same Mm -hmm. so they all sort of operate in the same way Mm -hmm. but this is where i felt like meredith should have spoken up and said actually yes what heather is saying is true you aren't being fair to whitney it's not whitney's fault whitney only brought up stuff because i brought it up and i shouldn't have brought it up on camera and i'm sorry for that mary i shouldn't have. so meredith owns up to what she did but she doesn't correct lisa Yes. She doesn't correct the narrative when it comes to Whitney. Like, Whitney did not start this. Whitney did not approach me about this. This was not Whitney's fault. <laughs> Lisa's argument against Whitney is that Whitney doesn't know what Cameron said because she wasn't there at Fresh Wool. Yes. Yes, but you said it to her, like, last night. It doesn't yes. matter yes. that she wasn't at the Fresh Wolf event. Everything that Cameron said, you said it to Meredith and Whitney and everybody last night. Yeah. So it came from your mouth, Lisa. 
Yeah. Heather gets mad and she storms off because she was called an alcoholic. Mm -hmm. When she storms off, Jenny actually tells Mary what was said and what is true what was said. Right. And this is when Mary the preacher comes out crying and I was given this by God and I don't need to scam people into getting their money. I Mm -hmm. have money. I was born into money and blah, 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 blah. And she also calls Heather chubby, which I was like, oh, what? What? Why? It's weird because throughout I'm like, Mary is a monster. Yes, I know Mm -hmm. this. Mm -hmm. But Mary didn't steal the way that one would traditionally steal, right? Like Jen would. Jen did. Yes. Meredith has brought this up many times. You brought it up last week, which is Mary isn't taking money from people without them giving it to her first, right? Like she is convincing people to give them money. But guess what? So is Bravo. Like everybody in the world is convincing us to give us for us to give them our money right right meredith believes that she's just doing a thing that everybody does or sorry Mm -hmm. mary believes that she's doing a thing everybody does so she's nobody is being as meredith said in a clip (laughs) coerced nobody's being coerced into doing it Mm -hmm. but they are still doing it so there is like an ethics issue here Mm -hmm. right it's not Mm -hmm. stealing in the traditional sense yeah yeah yeah, and that's what mary's trying to say but that's how the church across the board gets away with yeah so i in that regard i think to myself well it's not mary is not yeah she's not a good person but she's not uh she's not bamboozling cameron without cameron willing to be a little bit bamboozled himself right right? i i don't it, that I, and I believe that there is religious trauma. I feel like she's not a good person and all those things, but I don't think that you can equate Jen Shaw with Mary. I don't I think, think you can if you can show proof that she misrepresented something yes. or offered to give him something or he yes. should get something out of it that yes. he didn't get or whatever, right? But we don't know the details of that. Exactly. So then. Heather and Whitney decide that they're going to take their own flight. Mary starts to cry and she goes to the kitchen and she's like wiping her tears. And what I thought was like so fucking sneaky was Mm -hmm. Lisa goes after Mary and she's consoling her. And it's like so fucked up because Lisa's the one that brought this whole thing on. Mm -hmm. She Mm -hmm. argued for two episodes with Meredith about continuing to bring it on. Let's not forget that the day before, Meredith is telling Lisa, let's drop it. And Lisa's right. the one that keeps being like, we should talk about it. We should talk yeah. about it. And well, Lisa Heather did that too. Heather did that too. Heather was like, we believe Jen and now we are in trouble. Now there may, something's come up. Lisa is saying something about Mary and I think we should ask because we are all culpable if we don't find out more. So she did do that. She did. But who convinced... Like. I know Lisa's always like, I'm not the mastermind. I'm not God. I'm not the one that controls it. But Lisa Mary's purposely. Like, I am God. <laughs> but Lisa, pur- Lisa purposely feeds information right. to people who are going to talk about mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. She purposely feeds information to somebody like Heather right. so that Heather will talk about it. Right. Because Heather wants to feel like she, this is her way of salvation, right? Like we always talk about like Heather's looking to be saved mm-hmm. or save someone in some way right. all the right. time. Yeah. So Lisa purposely hands this information to Heather. So like, Mm -hmm. again, Lisa brings us on camera. She argues with Meredith about continuing to keep it on camera. Mm -hmm. Then she puts it on Whitney, Heather, and even Jen, who's not even here. Right. And then she's consoling Mary in the kitchen. And I was like, you know what? And then as the final um, thing, she gets on a private jet. And she prays to God that she says, "Let's bless this plane." Bless and you know, plane. in that regard, I have to say, "Bravo, Bravo. kudos to you, kudos, kudos to, you. to you, Lisa Barlow." 
You fucking snake. <laughs> the saddest part of the episode, obviously, was Heather yeah. and Whitney sitting on the uh, stoop looking up flights on Delta and their phones. That was the saddest part? I thought the one with Heather and her sister was sadder. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. We didn't even talk about that. <laughs> that scene that was MS wild. And the whole family ignored her. I mean, she had a debilitating illness and they ignored her. Oh, my God. Heather's family is so fucked up. Yeah. And yeah. honestly, it didn't really put Heather in the best light either. It didn't. And the way Heather was talking about it, too, she's not still, even on camera, she's not reaching into her deepest emotions. She's like talking about it in a very surface way. She was like, oh, my God, we did that, didn't we? Can you believe that? And you don't even know my kids now. Can you believe that? And then she moves on. But it was like. I, it was I, I weird. Couldn't... It was like you're seeing your sister who you now we've known that Heather has left the church now for what, like five mm -hmm. years, maybe. Yeah. It's yeah. been five years that she could have had time to connect with her sister. But the fact that yeah. she's chosen choosing to bring it on camera feels yeah. very exploitive to me. Yeah. I felt bad for her sister. I felt and right. Heather's just I don't know. Heather's such a loser. <laughs> yes, she is. She's yeah. such a loser. Yeah, that's why I identify with her. No, no. stop <laughs> it. Stop it. What did you think about the mid-season trailer? I thought it was interesting. They get into another van again, this time with Jen. Yeah. That was interesting. Yeah. And uh, Mary finally discovers Lisa's betrayal. Yes. And then Jenny goes after Mary for some reason. Jenny goes after Mary. Lisa goes after Whitney. It's possible that Meredith and Lisa go at each other. Right. Uh, Lisa goes after Mary. Mary says, I pray to God that, Jen, you're guilty. I mean, innocent. <laughs> um, you know, there's a lot of everybody's going to continue right. to go after each other, which right. I think this episode set the stage that, like, I think they're all realizing, except for Jenny, who's just barely on the show. I right. think they're all realizing that each person has an agenda and a storyline that they're really trying to put out. Right. And it's massively manipulative. I mean, essentially mm -hmm. what needs to happen here is somebody needs to say, hey, production, I don't know if I really want to film with Mary. Mm. Right. I somebody the, just needs the, to say that. I thought the scene about Mary calling Mexican thugs is something oh my that they, should, they shouldn't have included that. The fact that she said that and Lisa is just nodding her head. And that production let that be. Oh my God. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Again, yeah. we don't need that that level of salaciousness. We don't need that. If she's doing that, somebody needs to this is on track with her talking about what was it, seven eleven and yeah, um, you know, black people outside seven eleven. Yeah. It's the same thing. Yeah. And also Mary calls Jen Mexican, which I was very yeah. confused about because I was like, she's right. Polynesian. It's not yeah. the same thing. Right. Or that and even it doesn't matter where the racism comes from. We have to call that out. It's yeah, not, I mean, and it felt if like it was Lisa saying that. You know, that would have been a bigger deal. Why isn't it a big deal when Mary says that? Again, I think I I fall back onto the same thing where I think these white women are being very sensitive to the fact that they're on the show with a mm -hmm. black woman and they don't yeah. quite know how to navigate this relationship with her. Right. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I think they somebody needs to let them know that they can if the person is really terrible doesn't matter that they're black you can call them out yeah you should yeah you, you should also call point. mary out for calling heather chubby yeah <laughs> oh my uh, god but it was nice chaotic all over the place everybody's a villain everybody is manipulative everybody's an idiot kind of show episode and i loved it right now i'm team whitney rose 
Me too. Me too. Bless her sweet little dumb heart. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I think so. I think she's walking the straight line and she's speaking her mind and she's being true to. She's not being manipulative. No, she's being manipulated. Yeah. Quite aggressively yeah, by everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. crazy that she is the one that's also consoling Heather at the end when it's all the attacks are on Whitney. Right? That was weird. It that was. was weird. But Heather, yeah. again, I think has a tendency to make things about herself. Also, right. another thing I noticed about Heather is Heather has the same. And look, I'm not trying to shame her. Okay. Mm-hmm. I just realized when Heather was talking and they kept zooming in on her face. She has the same way of talking as Austin Kroll from Southern Charm. Oh, wait a minute. Really? It's the fat tongue. Oh. Not fat. I, I guess not, the, not the heavy, the heavy tongue forward way of talking. Oh. I, I see way to too much it. of Heather's tongue when she talks. <laughs> too much. And like now if I I'm gonna see to, that much tongue, I, won't I just need that. the camera to zoom out. Yeah. Yeah, I won't be able to ignore that anymore. <laughs> Good luck. I did think her saying that thing she said about Mary was really funny. That like maybe yeah. if people need to be loaded to be around you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Funny. Well, guys, that's well, it for this episode. We will talk to you guys on Saturday. Okay, bye. Bye. The reality is is now on Patreon, and here are some of our fabulous supporters. Jesse Willis. I may not run in traffic, but I'll give you a run for your money. Rody. When you work in quality assurance, perfection comes easy. Tori Tuchilo. When Tori steps on the scene, you are his story. Eugene Henderson. In the game of life, I choose Jeopardy. Maria M. Where I come from, they sing God Save the Queen. The truth is, it's actually me. Becca Simon. If you can't stand the heat come to minnesota jill hirsch your petty drama can't take this warrior down jamie all some people call me cold but it's not me it's that minnesota weather sarah gibbs you may not like the cut of my jet but that's what you get from sarah gibbs richie d if you can't be cool you can't be with caduce megan shaw i may be a model but i'll never be your model minority samaj bledson the fun bus is here and i'm driving on the turn Mike. Eleanor Manning. I run with a fabulous circle of people, and they're not even on my payroll. Danny McLaughlin. First, I came out, and now I'm coming for everything. Kelly Paper. I may be from down under, but don't ever underestimate me. Seiran Hayati. In Sweden, we have ABBA, IKEA, and if you mess with me, some other four-letter words. Jessica Riley. Where I come from, money can buy you anything, but I'll take the garbage plate. Chastity Davis. Don't be fooled by my name. The only thing I abstain from is your bullshit. Sarah Watkins Bilstein. Playtime is over. This mom means business. Laura Zielinski. Whether it's breast pumping or fist bumping, this mama brings the party. Jill Walsh. I made it up the hill myself and I'll kick any jack off. And finally, diamonds aren't a girl's best friend. John Friedman is. 